welcome to the Hobby Tassel podcast. I'm Gemma. And I'm Candice. This is the podcast for creatives run by two fellow business owners who discuss the ups and downs of creative entrepreneurship. From dealing with imposter syndrome to celebrating new business milestones, we're here to talk about all of them with you. Hi, welcome to the Hobby to Hustle podcast. My name is Candice. I'm with Gemma, my co-host today, and we're going to go over our 2022 reflections. So this is basically us just going over the year, what happened, what were the challenges, what are some of our wins, and overall, what are our goals for next year? We know for the previous episode, we went over the 10 business goals, but those are like in general, these ones are more personal to us. And if we forget what's going to happen next year, we'll probably listen back to our podcast and go, oh yeah, this is what we did. Mm. So today we're going to go over what we basically went through. So Gemma, how did you expect your year to go this year? How did you expect this Mm. year to go? Well, I was really scared at first because at the end so December 2021 was really quiet but then January things started picking up and I was like okay I had nothing to be worried about this is gonna be fine I think this will be the year that I replace my full-time salary consistently um and I pictured myself booking coaching clients and yeah definitely going down the coaching routes did that happen it sounds so negative i'm so sorry um but but did like okay so now that we know what you expected yeah what really happened there were a lot of tears this year like a lot of tears a lot of self-doubt there were times where i was like hyperventilating in my kitchen like i can't do this anymore whilst waiting for the kettle to boil i'm like a tea will solve this (laughs) um (laughs) has been a shambles (laughs) i'm laughing because i'm through it now i like i feel like i'm coming out on the other side of it but it did not go to plan it was not the year for me (laughs) who knows i would say 2023 will be my year but i don't want to jinx myself so in terms of what actually happened the year started off fairly strong so i booked some wedding work Uh, which I don't normally do, but January was quiet. So, you know, I had sales then. I was selling out workshops in February and doing well in March. And I was like, oh, things are looking great this year. And then the cost of living crisis happened. And I think with it being so prominent on the news, people stopped spending. I'm not to say... That's not the only reason people have stopped spending. Like, people are skint. (laughs) Certain people are skint. Um, So, you know, people's budgets are smaller as well. But from my perspective, I felt that because of the constant news that this year was going to be terrible, people had stopped spending on luxuries. And, you know, calligraphy is a luxury. And my sales really, really tanked in the summer Obviously, I think in the art industry, it's quite common to have summer slumps. And combined with the cost of living, it was dire. And, you know, I'd been doing this full time for about a year at that point. And, you know, I wasn't earning loads, but I was earning enough to be able to help pay the bills But when I started earning basically nothing, my savings got wiped out in a few months because when you earn nothing, um, you've got to use your backup. And it hit me when I totaled up the month's earnings. And I think it was zero pounds. I can't remember 100%, but it was so low. And I just had a meltdown, basically. (laughs) Because... It it wasn't just that, you know, I had to look at getting a job again because I didn't know how long this was going to last. It was dealing with the emotional side of things. Yeah, feeling like you're feeling. Yeah, people were not very nice when I told them I was going to be doing it full time. And there was just that voice that said, 
they they were right. You're dumb. You're worthless. You're stupid. No. Um, It was so negative, the thoughts that were coming up in my head. Particularly that you're worthless one. And it's so harsh. But that's how I felt. And that's when, like, I was in the kitchen, like, sobbing my eyes out. And it's really hard for people who haven't worked for themselves to maybe understand what it's like, because it's a completely different lifestyle. I mean, there, I feel like there's almost a bit of shame in saying, oh, I don't want to get a job. (laughs) Like, lots of people (laughs) work jobs, but I was so scared that, um, I'd end up in a really crappy job as well. Like, a, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to go back full-time to work, but so part-time I needed something that was flexible. And I've had some really negative experience with jobs before and I was just scared of that happening. And I found a job and guess what? It was terrible. <laughs> I was oh, patronized. Right, that was, oh, yeah. Um, I was patronized a lot and my self-esteem was already at zero. And I just, like, I was in physical pain due to the nature of the job. And I would just come home and cry. <laughs> it it was not a fun time. And, like, perspective. There are people in this world that are going through way more than having to look for a part-time job. <laughs> I know perspective-wise, <laughs> like, it's not, it's not as yeah. bad as what other people have gone through. Um, but for me, personally, it was quite a hard time. So... Rather than sticking with that job where I felt really patronized and spoken down to, I looked elsewhere and I found a part-time job that's two days a week and I'm still there now and everyone's really nice. Um, I'm doing social media work and digital content, so it kind of aligns with what I do in my business as well. So at least I feel that it complements it. And it's... It's been a lot better since having that part-time job. Having peace of mind that I will have some stable income. So even if my business is zero for a month, I have that bit of income just to cover my back. But it also means that I have extra income to invest in my business. Because what I found is is that any profit I made was immediately going into my personal bank account because... I needed the money <laughs> uh, yeah. for personal reasons. But now I have excess that I can then invest back in my business. And that meant I could do things like invest in SmarterQ, which is a scheduling app, which is I think like £20 a month. So it's more expensive. And I would have hesitated before but if you've seen me posting to social media a lot recently it's because I've invested in this app and I feel more comfortable making those decisions so I think having a job has actually been really beneficial for me and the last few months have actually been really really good (laughs) the last few months of the year I've had a really really good um November and December and I'm feeling so much more positive especially in relation to how the middle bit of the year went. (laughs) So I look back on this year in a really negative way, just because the middle of the year, um, as I mentioned, was quite hard. But I've done loads of amazing things this year, and we'll go into wins later, but it's not been as bad (laughs) as the 10 minutes of me just telling you it was really bad. (laughs) Yeah, it started off bad, but it's not... It's not all bad is what she's trying to get at. And I feel like yeah. um, something I want to address that you mentioned earlier was when you consider getting that part-time job and the feeling of getting to that stage. For those of you who don't understand, because maybe you aren't running a full-time job um, working for yourself or you're just listening in to see what it's like. We're not trying to say that it's like the worst thing that you'll experience, but what it does feel like, it's almost as if you have this one person in your life that you stay friends with, but you're not really that friendly with them. And they're the type of person that looks down on you a lot and says, I told you so a lot. So you're not friends 
but like out of maybe social obligation you have to try to be friendly with them imagine them saying in the most passive aggressive manner saying if you need help you know you can come to me and so you're like i'm never gonna have to ask this person for help because i'm better than that but then one day you find out you actually do need their help for something whether it is to move or whatever that's what it feels like mm. it feels demeaning it, yeah <laughs> i don't know if that's the right word um yeah it sucks it it's not that it's a bad thing. Asking people for help is not a bad thing. But because of the context of the situation, it feels like one of the worst things that you could do as a business owner. Mm. Changing from full-time and then going like, I need to work part-time to support my full-time, which is very, 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 very common and very logical. Mm. Mm. It really is. It just comes down to like a pride thing as well as... Um, a, a huge pride issue. A huge pride thing, yeah. I there's like the personality types isn't there that people always talk about the woman numbers like a enneagram I think that's it I'm a number three enneagram which is all about being ambitious I think mm -hmm. and I've always strived to run my own business and succeed in business so then giving it a full go for a year and failing <laughs> I say failing I have not failed that is an attitude I need to get rid of. It just has taken longer than I anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's not... You didn't fail if you get... If you need to get a part-time job. You really didn't. It's actually a very logical and very... There's definitely more pros than cons mm. um, for a full-time business owner to find a part-time job while they are in a slump. Because where else are you going to get income, right? Like, if you need to do this big project, but you don't have any other means of getting money, working for another person to fund it's like having an investor except you're putting full-time like you're putting yourself into it you know that's how i see it for me my year also is kind of similar to Gemma's. how did you expect it to go it <laughs> the december 2021 is when i said all right 2022 is going to be it like it's definitely going to be it because january my sales were phenomenal February, my sales were phenomenal to the point where I was like, ooh, I might actually need to hire for help. And then March came. And so I expected my year to be having a lot of followers and having a huge fan base and building a community, starting up new things. That's how I thought my year was going to be. But that didn't happen. Well, <laughs> well, not it wasn't all bad. But what actually happened was, yeah, January, February, everything was great. March was when things started tanking. And when I mean tanking, I literally mean if you looked at the graph of my sales, it tanked, not plateaued. It was lower than my September of last year. And so I have no clue what happened, but that's okay because... I have to also remember, like, again, our economy is not doing so hot. And there's always news about our economy going worse. Inflation for this year was, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was 8.3% as well. And that's huge um, compared to the usual, I think, 3%. I could be wrong. I might remember my numbers wrong. But again, that's more than double, anyways, of every other year. And I didn't want to raise my prices to keep up because I I don't want that. Like, I want my target audience to be, you know, students and stuff like that. And we all know students can't afford all this stuff. They're not full-time jobs. And I don't also don't want people paying, like, a premium price for my stickers. I've never wanted that, even though if Kit and Dino are exclusive designs that I created, I don't want people paying premium for it. It's... There's unnecessary so then i realized my social media game was a crapshoot my i lost access to my facebook group so i had to create oh, yeah. a new one that was hilarious hilariously painful <laughs> <laughs> so there was that and and i was designing a lot slower 
But I think it's because I was so stuck on this mentality of like, my business is going downhill. I'm not going to recover from this. And that's when I talked to my friend and she was like, you have to understand COVID is kind of not, the COVID restrictions are kind of not as existent as it was for the last couple of years. So people are going out now. You are going to compete with people who are going out and about and shopping outside of their home. And I said, okay, that makes sense. That's when I decided to look up a place called Nooks. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll check this place out and see how it goes. I ended up opening a shop at Nooks. So it's a physical location at, uh, at a really popular mall in my local area called Metrotown. And it it's- did very well. Mm-hmm. Just to clarify as well, it's like a shop within a shop. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine a permanent craft market in there, except I don't have to be there. The staff will... Yeah, all I need to do is bring my inventory in, set up my um, display, and let that thing run. And so the first month, I remember the staff telling me, you know, your stuff sells really well. Would you consider upgrading to your own... Because when, you when I first started out in May... I started off as a re- regular shelf and then at the end of it, it turned bigger so that I had that going. And then I really, really, at this point, I was like, okay, I really need help running my business and I don't want to hire someone from here. And I know I had this conversation with you and Dina and I was just like, I don't want to hire someone here because then it was really weird that I never see them in person, but I also don't want them coming here like to my home, because that makes me very uncomfortable. But I also don't want to go out and bring stock and work with them. Yeah, so it was just a huge, like, I have trust issues. First of all, I have trust issues. Um, <laughs> and I'm a hermit. I don't want <laughs> I don't want to meet people if I don't have to. So I ended up hiring a VA. We'll get more into that later. And so things started turning around for me until I realized that I was so focused on numbers, I was basically chasing the infinity. Every time I reached a goal, I would be like, oh, well, no duh, I'm going to reach that goal. I'm not going to reach this one though. And then I add another goal and then just keeps going. And so throughout the year, I felt, yeah, like a failure. I wasn't actually achieving anything. And but now things are really looking up. I did, I launched some big projects of mine. And when I say projects, I mean like artwork and like uh, products and maybe new ideas. Um, I have a new system of how I communicate with my ambassador as well as my VA. And so this year I actually also focused on when I'm planning for my business to actually write it down rather than just having it in my head and putting it <laughs> on sticky notes. Yeah, that's if you guys didn't know, that's how I that's how I plan. I put my thing, my ideas on sticky notes and stick them all over the place and lose them and then forget about them. Uh, Gemma's much more organized. She actually has like headers and stuff in her Google Doc and I don't. I'm always been like, oh, that's a lot of work. I don't want to do that. <laughs> losing, losing, losing those sticky notes and having to remember and rewriting them is more work. So that's how my year actually went. It was great, then terrible for a solid eight months and then now Okay. I'm happy. Sorry. It's great now. So it was good, bad, good. But in terms of good, I mean mentally and motivation. Good. Income wise, it is looking up because of Black Friday and everything, but not as great as January. With Nooks, obviously, that's a different scale. But I have noticed also there was a dive in that as well. Again, the economy. But yeah, that was my year. It was great. Then terrible. And then great again. Well, it's I grew to my end team. on a high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if I think about it, I actually did end up growing a team of people. My ambassadors have followed me since last year, yes. But my way of communicating with them was very unclear. But now I have like Slack opened up which is a great platform for, you know, keeping up with teams and stuff like that. I have my VA that I talk to on a regular basis of how I need to organize things. She helps me keep on top of things as well. 
So overall, I would say, yeah, you're right. It, I did end it up on a, a high note, which is what motivates me to pursue 2023 without feeling like absolute garbage. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so tangent because I noticed you use the words like I was failing. I feel like a failure. So we both mentioned that we felt like failures this year. Oh, yeah. And it's really hard not to feel that way when business starts to take a turn. But this year has taught me that my business is a long-term goal of mine. It isn't, oh, I make it at this date or this milestone. Yeah, it's the, lo- it's the long game when it comes to business. And sometimes that it will really mean is. Um, making, I guess, sacrifices, such as getting a part-time job uh, when you need it. But yeah, don't be so hard on yourself when things do go downhill. Or even if your business hasn't taken off yet, I remember getting like your first few sales when you start your art feels so painful. It feels so painfully slow. And then it kind of starts to snowball. Yeah, definitely. What what do you think were your biggest challenges for this year? So there was a huge mindset challenge of feeling like a failure. It was, I was really sad. <laughs> oh. I was like, this is it. I failed in life. Because as well, I did a business degree. All of my friends went on to do graduate schemes. You know, they're in fancy cities. I know people who I did my placement year with like a year a year's work experience in London they're they're like flying off to New York and working in New York and I'm like that's so cool and I chose not to do that because my goal was always to work for myself but when that doesn't work out I then start to feel like oh well I've done absolutely nothing with my life (laughs) and I feel like oh I don't have a career and I'm crap at running a business Yeah, so it was a big mindset hurdle to work through. But I felt like I was living in fear of having to get a part-time job because in in my mind, I thought that meant I was a failure. But then when it happened, I was like, okay, this sets temporarily, now time to get over it. It kind of reminds me of ice skating. Like you were scared to fall over. Like you're skating, waiting for that slip. Or maybe that's just me. No, that's true. You're anticipating that slip and you're scared of that slip. And then you fall on your bum and you're like, oh, okay, that wasn't so bad. (laughs) But it's the anticipation of that fall. Um, So that's kind of what it was like waiting for that time where I'd have to get a part-time job. And I kept just hoping that things would recover and I wouldn't have this issue. But I think until it's more consistent, I won't be going back to full-time. The other thing is I kind of split my business in two at the start of the year. So I do the calligraphy side of my business and then I do the coaching side of my business where I help other artists and I split it in two so I had you know a calligraphy gems Instagram account and a creative success Instagram account and it just felt really messy and I wasn't sure whether to you know create separate websites and then I was like oh but that's managing two businesses and it's a whole big thing so I kept going back and forth between what to do with it and I finally settled on just sticking to kind of merging it all back together because it feels so much easier for me and then I guess the third one is adjusting going back to work in terms of the time availability so if I would have gone from a full-time job to a part-time job I would be like this is amazing I have two uh, three extra days a week um I have so much time but going the other way it's like oh my god I have no time to do anything and that's a mindset that's a mindset 
challenge and I'm I'm still working on that a bit but I think that will get easier and that's me uh what were your biggest challenges I think my biggest challenge yeah similar to yours the first one was feeling like a failure and losing my motivation because I don't know if I mentioned but I lost my motivation running my business and it was due to looking at my numbers constantly like constantly every single month every single first of the month I would go over my numbers see like I'm as I'm looking at the date right now today's December 7th I'm like I'm seven days past that December 1st of where I should have been looking at my income but just a few months ago I would not even let that happen because I was so obsessed with the date and what has gone by every single day and it was driving me absolutely insane that's when I knew that something needed to change so my biggest challenge was just getting out of that thought that like everything ties back to how much I make and that's how I value my success and just even last year I remember when things were like looking up and or looking down I would still remember that it's okay if you know things aren't okay the fact that I can still put on a smile with what I do is the most important part and I lost that this year I forgot that that was a thing that I set for myself and so trying to get out of that also discovering all these other artists out there that are so close to home and feeling like the jealousy again is when I was like ooh, no this ain't it for me maybe maybe I'm not gonna make it and I'm just thinking to myself, you know what? That's okay. Like, this is what it's like growing a business. I would rather go through all these ups and downs to actually say that I've been through this. Because I don't think every business out here can thrive every single year. There has to be, at one point, some downfall. And if I don't experience that, I'm not going to be able to also experience adaptation because I feel like that's what made me kind of go like okay as a business owner I need to be able to adapt and without these like changes in my business I would never be given the chance or experience to adapt for example you know my sales going down and my friend going like you need to change to selling in person now and I'm like okay if my business was going if my business continued going up I would never have thought of that yeah, so, and it saved yeah. your butt as well when Etsy, you know, was paused and you oh, had yeah. that second mode of sale, like that yeah. second sales avenue. Yeah. Um, we mentioned this before in the previous episodes where Etsy is a good platform for you to sell your stuff initially, but you should always make your own website because of that situation. And yes, that happened to me. And thank God I had other means of income which is nooks and yeah it was only nooks so at the end of the day I still technically am selling things under two different depart departments uh category sales avenues sales sales avenue that are not completely owned by me oh sure um yeah. Like, for example, if Nooks shut down, yeah. then I have to shut down Nooks as yeah. well. Yeah, I see what you mean. If Etsy shut down, then I have to shut down Etsy. Same thing with Squarespace, though. But that's why I'm saying, like, there's there's probably a low chance that all three of them will shut down at the same time. Uh, but the more arms and legs I put out there, then the more safe I'll be. Because of that big challenge, I rewired myself to think, okay, now... Now that I have one foundation set, which is Etsy, and one foundation set at Nooks, I just need to set more foundations elsewhere, uh, which is really nice. And I think the second biggest challenge was... Actually, no, no, that was it. Okay, hold on. That that makes it sound really bad. That makes it sound like I have no challenges and I have everything's like good <laughs> no, and dandy. Like rainbows and sunshine. Like, yeah, it yeah. killed me for eight months. Yeah. <laughs> It's so hard. It really is. It, like, 
I don't know if people understand this, but like when you when you see other people succeeding, even if you know that that's not how it is every single day for them, like because we're business owners, like Jama and I know that on social media we like to put that we are successful even though if sometimes in the back it's not as successful there are a few who will also post that they're not doing so hot but it doesn't happen that often but even if you know that that person has those down moments the fact that you can see people having successes every single day different people having successes every single day it does something very negative to you especially if you're going through a slump and so yeah, that's when I decided to give my social media to someone else to manage for me because I couldn't. Like sometimes I do go through social media now to just look at things um, and reply to people and comment sometimes, but not as often as my assistant. I'm glad I don't have to think about social media as actively anymore. It's taken a huge load off me. Um. So what were your wins? Ooh, definitely... See, the thing is, it's really funny because I say it, my year was so terrible, but I have a lot of wins. <laughs> well, yeah, same with me. I was like, this year was crap. Oh, okay, but okay. I actually did this, 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 and this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How, how about you tell me your wins first? Because I feel like okay. sometimes when you tell me your wins, I I can reevaluate if those are wins for me too. Yeah. Okay. Well, something I added last minute to the script which I can't believe sometimes I keep forgetting about is I created a course. Um, it's an intermediate calligraphy course and it's called the calligraphy confidence course. And I spent six months creating this. Um, this I think was another reason why my sales were lower during summer. Cause I was so focused on creating rather than selling. I put my heart and soul into this course it is a big course. So I want to give it a shout out really. Cause yeah, it, there's a lot in there. It's basically all my calligraphy expertise in terms of calligraphy style and things to do with calligraphy in one place. So I'm glad I could kind of release that, if that makes sense. It was quite cathartic to like just go <laughs> and just put everything down. I don't know if that's a good like say a way to sell my courses going. It was like, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what I mean is it was just like everything... I could think of that wasn't beginner level I put into this course so that was a big win for me is finally doing that because it was six months of work the next win was launching the podcast launching a podcast had been on my wishes for years but I I wasn't sure whether it would happen I wanted to make sure that I ran a podcast with a co-host I always knew that I wanted someone in it with me. Um, he was in my shoes who I could talk to. So it was more conversational rather than, you know, just me talking. So I'm so happy that we were able to do it. Um, <laughs> and a massive shout out to Candice because she has put way more work into this than I have this year. <laughs> she does all the editing um, and I do the laissez-faire marketing. <laughs> um, but I will be more actor with that next year I promise Candice the next win is I had an amazing Christmas season so November I had you know a couple of really busy workshops but also I made lots of sales for my Christmas course which you know is a more premium option if people are shopping with me so that did really well and then I also booked my first couple of corporate clients. So I'm doing some Christmas parties um, in the form of calligraphy workshops. So it's been a really good season. <laughs> I've been trying to take it easy on like where I can because it's so chaotic at the minute. But I know that I can really enjoy the Christmas break as well because I know that I've had a good season behind me. I launched a couple of memberships this year. So I have oh, one yes. that's dedicated yeah. to teaching um, and then one that's dedicated to starting a business. So those are still kind of in that infancy, their first few months, but definitely go check out my memberships if you're a fellow artist. My final win is that I had huge 
improvements in my mindset in relation to not feeling like a failure and that having a part-time doesn't make a part-time job doesn't make me a failure and actually feeling very positive about having a part-time job it relieves so much stress <laughs> which has been a massive win um, but also it's given me freedom to yeah invest more in my business and actually I've realized I added one more win which is that I've also had a change in mindset about work-life balance that's so important th- this has yeah. just been the last month or two but I realized I couldn't continue as I am in my business which has been working stupid hours I've always wanted my business to work for me and I don't want to run myself ragged trying to get this business to work um so I'm really going to try put my foot down next year in terms of no working on the weekends unless it's a workshop and really cutting back on evening work because I want my life back (laughs) and I'm actually really excited about it and that's why that's a win I think for my wins there were definitely so Gemma's wins are like huge and I'm saying not not saying mine aren't huge either but like those confidence courses yeah I, I was surprised when you told me oh I forgot to put down this I was like dude you worked on that for like half a year it's you so cried bad. about it a lot. <laughs> yeah. I remember waking up and sometimes I would just read a message from you going like, Candace, I, I can't. Like, this is, I need to do all these things. I'm not, I'm falling behind. There was these mm. other things that come up. And then I was like, okay, you got this. Don't worry. Like, you had that plan. Look over your plan. And we've had this conversation for months. Um, I was with her every step of the way when she launched it too. And so I definitely think that's a, a big win. For me, I don't think I had any projects that took months. Yeah, I don't think I had any projects that took months, but definitely a lot of sleepless nights to figure out. So one of the big ones that I had was changing my, not brand, but something that I always struggled with was whenever I go to these craft markets or like anytime I'm featured in anything, they always go like, what is it? Can you, in a short one or two sentences, describe your business. I hated that question. I genuinely hated that question <laughs> because I'm I don't know. And I felt very gen- it felt very generic to say, I'm a stationary store. Like <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that. So I can now officially say from yours truly studio is the home of Kit and Dino stationery and merchandise. Because I actually do have like Kit and Dino merch. I have Kit and Dino sweaters. I have a Kit tote bag. Technically, it's a cat tote bag, but I'll just call it a Kit tote bag. I have the biggest project that I've ever done are the plushies. I never thought I'd ever be able to release something that big. And it was absolutely euphoric receiving those plushies. And looking at them today, it's always a bittersweet moment when I sell them because it's like, oh no, I don't want to get them away. <laughs> um, but it's really nice that like my plushies are reaching to people on a global scale. I know it's reached to the States and I think Australia and a whole bunch of other places that I probably don't know about because I do sell them in person as well and they've been selling very well like to the point where i released them this year in mid-october and i'm already thinking about okay when is the next time i need to order which is only a few months away because after doing the calculations of how fast i'm selling yeah granted there was black friday sales but because i'm gonna do really big craft markets next year I was thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to need to make sure I have enough supply, which was a big win. Um, another big win of mine is Nooks. That was a that was a game changer for me. Without Nooks, I definitely don't think I'd be able to replace my income. I think as of recently this year sorry recently this month if it continues on like this 
I may have replaced my full-time income. Ooh. I may. I may. See, the, see, the thing is, but then there's taxes and stuff involved um, and expenses. Who so, pays attention to taxes? <laughs> uh, so um, I have to submit my taxes if anyone from like the tax office is listening. I will do it. <laughs> uh one of those moments where you're just like I'm a do- please don't get me in trouble um but yeah like that i looked over at how much i made back at td and then like on a monthly basis and i'm looking back at how much i'm making now i was like wait the number's the same on average between the f- yeah like in the last four months etsy and nooks put together the number was only a few hundred dollars away from how much i made at td and so that was amazing. And the biggest, one of the biggest wins is that I actually uploaded two YouTube videos this year. I know, okay, so for those of you who listen and go like, um, two videos in 12 months. <laughs> yes, I know. I get it. But that just means I now have, I, I had time for it. Like mm-hmm. I, with having an assistant and having, you know, my mind changed to, uh, okay, Things are definitely much more streamlined. I have a foundation on Etsy. I have a foundation on Nooks. I have someone handling my social media. My next foundation is YouTube. That is one of my biggest projects that I will work on is I'm going to try to upload on at least a monthly basis. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it is a lot of work for me because yeah. I'm one person. I'm running all these platforms by myself. It. This year, one win that I say that has kept me like, wow, is that I had to make an announcement saying I'm not doing Cyber Monday. And it was really sad because I saw a lot of people going to my Squarespace and finding out I'm not doing Cyber Monday. And the reason why I didn't do Cyber Monday was because Black Friday outperformed my expectation. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to keep up because Nooks was the staff at Nooks was also going like, hey, your stuff is empty <laughs> uh, because of Black Friday. And so I had that to prepare for. I still wanted to get people's orders out on time from Etsy. And every single day, I, my anxiety actually went up every time I got an order because I was like, I have no time. <laughs> that Sorry, Candice, to bring it back to me. Um, cause I had the same thing. I've been getting loads of inquiries the last few months and I'm like, leave me alone. I'm busy. Yeah. yeah you're <laughs> just like, such I, like a positive oh problem to have. Like it's a big win that we are almost getting too much work. It's a positive problem to try work out. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. November and December and late October is when months, those are the months that really skyrocket for a lot of small Mm. businesses because of the holiday season and it's just good to end it on a good note but this was also i got timing a lot uh what i mean by that is i had all these big things that i wanted to release in 2023 one of them i'm not gonna say what it is but it's a game changer similar to it's big. I can't say too much. It's big. It's big. Yeah. It's a big thing. I don't want to say what it is, but it's on a scale of starting nooks and regularly posting on YouTube, it's that big. And this is going to take me months. And if I'm not happy I, with it, I'm not launching it yet. So. Oh, wait. Are we talking about the same thing? I'm, well, I don't I'm know not saying. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the thing. Is it the thing related to your sister? No, wait, what? <laughs> Your sister put you in touch with someone about something big. Oh, oh, I completely <laughs> forgot about that. I don't know what you're on about. So basically, Candace is oh. just a mysterious woman with loads of mystery projects that are really oh. big. <laughs> <laughs> um, I completely, I genuinely forgot about that. I, I mean, it hasn't happened yet, but I would oh, still no, it's cast it as a win. It's confirmed. It's confirmed. It's, it's confirmed. It's confirmed. Ooh, that's uh, I had a chat and everything is confirmed. It's yeah. It, so we'll reveal more about that next year. Yeah. 
But yeah. no, that's not the thing I was talking about. But oh my god, yeah, I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's the so there I'm already dropping hints towards it in my emails that I've been sending out. Oh, I do yeah. know this other big thing. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um I'm dropping hints about it and so like all these things that are happening to me is making me feel so much more motivated i'm mm. creating more artwork um i have a bit more consistency uh with my ambassadors and by consistency i mean they're they're sweethearts they're the greatest but i'm just letting them down and oh. so but now now that i've yeah. had these big changes it's i've created consistency for me to like work on a schedule more mm. which i think is really healthy for my work-life balance which is one of my goals for next year we'll get into that in a bit but yeah those are my biggest wins i have the nooks i have the youtube that i uploaded i have hiring a va i have um oh i forgot to mention i thought i'll tell you more about it later but like after we finish recording <laughs> okay but there was another big thing that i wanted to come up with i feel like okay. I'm, I'm, I'm gemma right now like i'm having all these ideas <laughs> I, um but yeah i also think did you miss email marketing off of your win list i did yeah so <laughs> that's <laughs> another why win. i said you need to go first <laughs> um and also you've put yourself out of your comfort zone a lot with the podcast like even just settling into like recording and like that's meeting people think, yeah and then i was gonna say the second thing is meeting people obviously i know you're quite shy so meeting strangers to chat to them for like a couple of hours is quite a big deal and yeah well done yeah people don't know about this but every time we do like for our guests and it'll probably happen in the future Gemma and I like to have like maybe a quick five to ten minute chat before we jump on mm. to the meeting call. And every single time I always go, Gemma, I can't do this. Wait, Gemma, <laughs> are they nice? Gemma, I can't do this. That's exactly what it's like. And then and then she'll be like, it's fine, Candace. I'm going to hang up now and we're going to join that call. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, so that's what happens. No offense to anyone else. It's just me. It's not you. It's me. But yeah, those are, yeah, those are really big. Definitely. Oh, one last one. I think because of this year, I've really gotten back to my whole Adobe works. So mm. I'm working with, my computer hates me. I'm working with Adobe Premiere Pro for my YouTube. I'm working with Adobe Audition for our podcast. I'm working with Adobe After Effects as well now because I'm working on, um, I'm working on, you know, creating videos for at like animated videos for ads and animated videos for my instagram because i thought it'd be more interactive like that i've created or sorry i'm working with adobe illustrator but i've always been but like everything i've really expanded my adobe intelligence so that's a big one yeah those are my wins big skill to have yeah cool I, I feel so much better after like we had 20 minutes so this yeah, is all right and actually yeah we've had loads of wins um including lots we've forgotten about i'm sure oh another i don't want to distract us too much but another win i had was that i did my first one-to-one coaching calls which i was really scared about yeah you um, did yeah and you know i'm fairly confident with that now um but that was another win so what would we like to do for next year? What what would you like to do next year, Candice? As we mentioned in the previous episode, the work-life balance was the one thing that I was really rooting for. I think I really need to focus on that. I am practicing it though. Like I am practicing not messaging. So I never message my VA when she's on her weekend other, other than when I get confused about time difference. Uh, so there's that. But then now that I've set these big projects, I started... I actually started using Google Calendar how it's intended to use, like actually fill it rather than using it to look mm. at dates. Um, <laughs> uh, I've been blocking off time, for example, like for bre- example, I do breakfast, then Instagram engagement, Facebook engagement and stuff like that. And then I actually block the time for lunch and breaks. So that was really nice. That's something I definitely want to continue doing, which is just maintain- maintaining a healthy work-life balance something else were obviously the one big event that i'm going to go to 
and that one I need to mentally and quite literally physically prepare for next year I also definitely okay see now the thing is I want to make a goal I'm very scared I'm not going to hit that goal and feel very sad but I'm just going to say it anyways to motivate myself I definitely want to hit like maybe a hundred subscribers on YouTube at the end of next year I'm currently at 36 or something like that but that would mean I need to put more content out there to ensure that I get you know I in order to get subscribers I need to put out content that people can learn from or like basically yeah. Uh, so that's one goal. Um, another goal of mine is to really grow that thing. Yeah. I was like, which yep. thing? Yeah, I know the thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is to grow that thing and um, maybe grow my email listing as well. I really want Kit and Dino to start reaching people like lore content wise. Yeah, those are, I think I'm going to stop myself there. Or else I'm going to start spreading myself too thin. If I complete more goals, then I will. Then that's a win. But I'm going to stop myself there because I feel like YouTube and the big drop that I'm mentioning is going to take every ounce of energy that I have. I don't plan on growing nooks any more than I am now because I feel like it's already reached a point where I'm if I grow it even more, I'm going to physically need to spend more time creating inventory, but I'm happy with where it is. Uh, YouTube, on the other hand, though, I need to make sure I have enough content to do that. And the other thing is definitely going to have to work my way around that somehow. I don't even know where to start. That's a lie. I do. But um, yeah. Cool. How about you? What are What are your to-dos for next year so, not to-dos sorry goals goals yeah i knew what you're getting at um so mine is to cut back in hours <laughs> i put really reclaim my work-life balance because it has been pretty non-existent and i i attend a a meetup with local business owners almost every month locally and so they've heard kind of my story as I've gone through the year and I mentioned oh you know I can't stop working <laughs> like I'm working every second of every day they're like oh but Gemma you know a month or two ago you mentioned how you stopped working weekends and you felt a lot happier and I was like oh I did <laughs> I did feel a lot happier <laughs> why did I stop doing that? And it was kind of like a light bulb moment. I'm like, this is so silly. Why am I not giving myself the weekends or at least Saturday? There's no reason for me to work seven days a week. It's it's stupid. Um, so I'm really saying no to my mean boss, which is me, <laughs> and saying, no, I'm not doing more than I absolutely have to. Yeah, so that, to be fair, that's my main focus is just getting balance back in my life. Um, particularly now that I have this part-time job and we'll have some consistent income, I want to build my business into what I want it to be rather than feeling, rather than coming from a place of desperation almost, I want to craft it more carefully. The next one is to finish the content for my memberships. So I guess that's almost like a to-do thing, but for me, it's still a lot of work and I know, yeah, that's a big project in itself. Um, so I guess just focus on my memberships in general, create the content, promote them, hopefully get more members in them and see those grow. And that part of that is working out Facebook ads and how to make them profitable for me. And I've signed up to some training in that. So I really want to focus on that next year. The final thing is to automate more of calligraphy gems, such as having a pre-recorded beginner's workshop, because I have a lot of knowledge that I can't share with people because they're not based locally. And if they can't afford my course, which is like 200 pounds, <laughs> um, I want an alternative option so that they can learn via a workshop that's pre-recorded. And also it means that people that are international can learn from me as well. Um, 
yeah so I think there was one last question and that is what goal would you set for the other person so what oh like me for you yeah oh because you said you're not going to work on the weekends anymore right Mm. yeah oh i know with the exception of this because time difference my goal for you is to not work unless if something's scheduled but you need to make sure like Mm. you're not scheduling it knowingly Mm. that it's after this time is to stop working after 6 p.m okay because at the minute in my mind i say 8 p.m which is actually still quite late that's so late what you have dinner at seven yeah (laughs) um okay yeah i will give that a good go with the exception of this call yes because time difference yeah and then i think there's actually no need for me to work that late yeah or or sorry okay let's just set it to because sometimes you have big projects let's set it to to not work after dinner yeah but you yeah, can't push back dinner like you can't yeah. deliberately no i wouldn't i get too hungry <laughs> yeah and this way callum's involved <laughs> if yeah. you push it back he's gonna have to not eat too <laughs> so yeah i'll push it to no more work after dinner mm. okay i'm cool. very scared for my goal <laughs> i'm genuinely scared <laughs> few in mind and i'm like no i can't be mean as that has several i'll give you an a unique goal which you may or may not accept okay (laughs) and i was wondering whether you would consider a rebrand to kit and dino instead of from yours truly studio because i feel like your business is kit and dino like they are the basis of the business or are you attached to Famuel's truly studio okay so this was the this was actually something that i have talked about with william and Mm. like a a couple other people as well now i have considered switching from yours truly studio Mm. to kit and dino except in the future i also do want to create more characters so i already have like a mini character toby (gasps) so i was thinking from yours truly studio may not be the, a thing and so the new name that i was considering is it the name of the yep. place yeah, yeah that's what that's what because yeah. I, <laughs> I thought oh, i can record that okay i think that would be really cool for you i from my perspective i think that would be really cool mm-hmm. but it's like me asking you to change the entire name of your business which is like a big thing <laughs> it is it, but it, it works out because i'm technically yeah i'm technically supposed to renew my business license in less than 30 days because uh yeah (laughs) i've already gotten like two notices from the city and they're like hello (laughs) um i'm gonna give them a call today and ask them if i needed to how do i do that i also need to call my accountant and see how because i need to register my name but yeah see now the thing I'm, is if I'm i like do change it yeah if i do change it like i don't know if i'm supposed to change it in like january but then i don't want it to be don't too... put that pressure on yourself to like immediately yeah. change things yeah. yeah and so yeah so that it is definitely would goal. be super interesting because if you google it that place doesn't it doesn't exist but that's it's good because a... you're not competing yeah. for space mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like from yours truly studio was definitely much cre- catered towards calligraphy. Calligraphy, that's yeah, that's is- why I was thinking. I've been thinking yeah. it for a while, and then I realized like I could set a goal for you as part of this episode. Lol. Um, I, you know what I thought you were gonna say. You go on. <laughs> is this something related this is- to email marketing or the no, the big project? Like, no, I thought you were gonna be like, I want you to have a coffee date with another oh, business owner been- once a month. <laughs> I was gonna be like, I can't do that, Gemma. <laughs> oh. But yeah, um, I'm very excited. I'm gonna call today and ask them about yeah. it. But yeah. Well, I'm feeling like revved up now, like excited for the year ahead mm-hmm. 
for everyone listening, I hope you've had a better 2022 than we... Well, actually, we had a good 22 when... Oh, too many twos. We've had a good 2022 (laughs) when we look at our wins. Um, I hope that you've had a year full of more wins than challenges. Um, And I hope you're excited for the year ahead. Um, This is our last episode of 2022 and we will be back early next year we haven't decided which tuesday we're coming back but it will be early ish january so keep an eye out make sure you take a break during the holidays yes please because i know what you will like <laughs> um you'll be tempted to work i know i did especially when i had a full-time job and you know suddenly you have time but please take it easy have fun and we'll chat to you next year thanks everyone bye bye